Hey, it's uh, 8 o'clock. It's January the 10th, 2016. This is show number 21. This is, uh, what's the name of our show? Uh, oh, it's Transmit. Let's get this thing started. about the dude he was like filling out his like ticket shit and some like uh, yeah, uh lady and hookers yeah cocaine <laughs> and hookers <laughs> i mean that's gotta be one of the first three things every dude's gonna be <laughs> <laughs> okay everyone as you can hear tonight we got uh i've got our uh our two co-hosts back on the show with us tonight i've got uh ice down down somewhere warm ice uh send a shout out man everybody's already already uh I faded you guys in as you guys were talking about cocaine and hookers. Yeah, where did they come in at? <laughs> <laughs> they, notice yeah. 
If you notice, it was the girl talking about cocaine and hookers, not the dude. We had nothing to do with that. Power baby, power ball. I did not get a ticket. I don't know if I even will, but power ball. Hookers and cocaine, right? You, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I, you have to play. You have to play. If, you, if you're in you an area where they, where you have no choice. You have no choice. It's $1.3, maybe $1.5 billion when it goes off on Wednesday. If you don't buy one ticket, you're ridiculous. Just go buy one ticket. That's it. You don't need to buy 10 right. or 20. Just buy one. What number buy show one. is this? I'll get. I'll, I'll use some lucky numbers from tonight's show. 21? This is show 21. 21 from Chicago. Sounds like a lucky number to me. Black okay, Jay in the house. Here we go. <laughs> done. Done and done. But yeah, I mean, one and a half billion dollars is, is out of control, though, if you think about it. I mean, this guy or girl or whoever who wins it is going to be a serious, you know, a person to be dealing with. I mean, you're, you're, you're taking home maybe $500 million right off yeah, the bat. That's a lot of cheese. Lots of you know, for any individual. Yeah, that's a lot of money. I mean, for any, you know, if you've never made anything over $50,000 a year, you're probably going to kill yourself in the first five years. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, here, I'm, 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 just, I'm just thinking about Tragedy. it. I'm just going to throw it out there. All right? I, you know, I'd rather put wagers on whoever wins it. Let's see how long they live. All right? Um, so, you know, it, it's, you know I mean, you, you'll go crazy. You're going to go crazy right off the bat. I think what you do is you take a year off and you just sit back, rent like an apartment somewhere and just hang loose and relax a little bit, try to figure out what in the world you're going to do. You know, where, where are you going to start making your investments before your family, uh, you know, ties you down and locks you up somewhere. So you got to try to sort yourself out. But yeah, that's a lot of money. It's, it's a ton of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money and you can do a lot of great things with all of that money. Uh, and if it's done right, you can you can change a lot of people's uh, lives uh, inside and out. And hopefully that's what someone does with all of that amount of money. Uh, and it, it's certainly the uh, it seems to be the, the, the race to be in at this point in time. There's uh, what we're talking about, folks, is a uh, here in America, we have. Uh, a, a national lottery of sorts, and it's called the Powerball. And uh, nobody seems to have won this uh, lottery since uh, November of 2015. So the estimated payout on the lottery now is, uh, I believe, it's growing daily. It's, I, I believe, last checked, it was like 1.4 billion U.S. dollars. And uh, you know, you can sort of uh, assume that Uncle Sam's going to take his or his half, and uh, so you're looking at you know six, seven hundred million dollars cash. It's a lot. It's, I mean, it's a lot. It's the most ever. It's the highest it's ever been, ever. Whoever yeah. gives it better do, like you said, Gamo, give. There's so many wonderful things you can do with that sum of money. And, you know, as fun as it is to kind of watch it play out, I really hope someone does not OD, die, waste all their money on frivolous things. And we'll well, see. I, I think I'd like to see maybe, it'd be cool to see maybe 10 people win it and then they split it. You know what I mean? That's a couple hundred million apiece. And you're out the door, and then and that's more canvas to spread the cash out with. You know what I mean? Not like you got to pour it all in, but you spread it out a little bit, and and they think your odds are better <laughs> uh, uh, with ten people winning it. Uh, that uh, maybe a few of them will survive. Um, so you know, we'll see what happens. But everyone's got to play. You got to play to win. You, you know, I was thinking of in, in re sort of retrospect to the whole uh, Powerball lottery thing, and I was amazed at the amount of money that it generates uh, on a cash basis, rather, uh, which is, uh, you know, in itself interesting because uh, I was speaking to 
the owner of the little bodega down the street and he's like oh my god i've done like thirty thousand in cash today and you know i thought about that for a minute i'm like you know that's a lot of cash and and i'm like cool you know it's it's for the it's for the lottery you know uh whatever but then I i i thought for a moment i'm like you know if if for one of these large uh, drawings, if every if the lottery could like request uh, fifty cents or a dollar extra uh, per ticket play, and then donate that amount of money to like um, you know uh, families and mothers and children in need, I think and, and you know instantly uh, you could start changing a lot of families and, and lives. Um, so I was that that was an idea that I like that. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Or Uncle Sam taking his 55% could say, hey, I'm going to give 5 or 10% to a certain charity every time. Now you're talking. Yeah, I mean, the money's yeah. there already, so we don't need to acquire more money. The money's there. And and mm. I think, you know, the, the extra 5 or 10% you could take off the table tax-free, and that money goes to uh, a certain charity. And you, and you can list the charity maybe or they can do one every year. They can change a charity. Maybe this year we'll, we'll donate 10% of all winnings for lotteries to whoever. And then the next year they'll pick a new charity and then you do 10% there. Right. So that would be a, a good way to, to do it. Um, but uh, It would be interesting. You know, yeah. the, the amount... <clears throat> The the, uh, the just the sheer amount of uh, volume of cash sales and the amount of money generated certainly can do some good for many families that certainly need that and so that's an idea. I don't know. Uh, you know, you can you can contact your you know your state representative and leave a message for the, uh, him or her. But uh, I don't know. Uh, how, you think uh, they, you, you think they'll, hey, you think they'll get back to you? <laughs> Well, you know, uh, anything's possible. You know, it all starts with an idea, and perhaps, you know, uh, someone listening to the show can uh, maybe take that idea and push it uh, in a direction that could be used for something, you know, maybe not if something like that, but something similar to that. You know, maybe a, a family lottery or something to that effect. But, you know, I don't. who knows? Who knows? Uh, it's, it's, it's one of life's ultimate hacks, and, and, it, and it seems to follow... Uh, certain individuals across the the world these days and uh, one of those individuals uh, we all know uh, quite well from the media if you know nowadays you know it's 2016 it's January 2016 so you know sometimes I have to correct myself I I think you know I I think I'm in the, the late 80s or early 90s and so I'm like, you know, everybody reads the news. Everybody's got a smartphone, and and um, now, you know, unfortunately, that's becoming uh, known to be a problem with uh, society and and how people interact with each other. With that said, we have uh, we have one special guest up on the board. Uh, you know, goes by the name of El Chapo, uh, and uh, I think El El Chapo is the uh, this famous uh, drug kingpin. Who uh, is wanted everywhere? Uh, it seems you know I, yeah, you know I've I've spoken with uh, you know my bud Ice on on this guy uh, a few times, and I, Ice, I know you know this guy quite well uh, from the research that you've done on him, and and uh, it, it seems that uh, he's been apprehended, and uh, now uh, he he may may face extradition to the United States or not. I'm not sure. Yeah, you know, he broke out of a Mexican prison. This guy has 
resources unbelievable to normal people. So, what, what's your thoughts on that, guys? He's escaped two maximum prisons in Mexico already. Um, but, uh, you know what? <laughs> His, their, their business is not going to be taken down just because this guy is out of the picture. I mean, in fact, he's, he's, these guys don't generally go out of the picture, even when they're put behind bars. Sometimes putting them behind bars makes them more powerful uh, because it gets them off the street and any competitors have a harder time of reaching him. Um, but he's got two other partners, I believe, in the industry that are just as powerful as he is. So they're, they're going to continue to do business the way they do business. Um, but the law, the system itself has a point to prove here. And I think it's going to be tough for Mexico to keep him in house after they lost them twice. Um, so, you know, I, I think he might be moved to the U S it's going to be a lengthy process, but I think you're going to see him coming over this way. Uh, absolutely. Unless he gets out a yeah. third time, you know what I mean? Unless he gets out a third, <laughs> yeah. unless he gets out a third time. They're already starting to dig tunnels already. So <laughs> they've got to get him out of there quick. Looks like he's been soaking in the sun. It seems, uh, if you can see, uh, the photos that I have up of him, uh, he looks quite, uh, disheveled but uh yet elegantly tanned in certain spots well he's looking good i think i think he got out actually i think he evaded them i like that hotel room i know i just on the wall (laughs) the sexy tank top he's got on um i think i think i think he evaded them on the the actual capture because they i think they went after a house and there was a shootout at a house and i think he got moved and i think ended up at a hotel in the process and then they they ended up catching him there uh, at, at the hotel that he was on. But same area, kind of, sort of, that he got caught, you know, just about a year ago. Um, so yeah. he's in his hometown there. Usually, you know, that's probably the most secure. I can't believe he's not in Europe somewhere, shit, even in the U.S. Um, I mean, I can't he's, a, he's, he's a kind of a player, dude. He, like, has been talking to people about doing movies a year ago. And then to see the fame of, like, Narcos and Pablo Escobar and... You know, it's glamorizing what he does. So, you know, is this a media move? What do we really know? What don't we know about the cartel? It's just, it's entertaining. And that's the sad part because there are people that lose their lives in this drug game that he's been running. So it's interesting. I mean, have you guys seen the the Sean Penn commentary and Rolling Stone article? Yeah, yeah, I didn't even see that. You know, the guy, the guy, I think that's probably just as entertaining or, or, or as equal interesting is uh, Mr. El Chapo's here is uh, the George Jung guy that's in San Francisco who was part of the Pablo Escobar era. And uh, you know, have you ever, uh, I don't know if, you guys, if you ever seen the movie Blow, you know, that was the movie about his life, you know, and, and that guy, you know, would be an interesting guy to talk to because he was at the, he's more or less the pioneer of the industry in the 70s and 80s. I mean, I think he was in part of 85% of the cocaine that came in the United States came through him. <laughs> so, uh, that guy, yeah, that guy is, is quite uh, an interesting cat. And I'm sure he's going to be writing a lot of books, and I think he's got another movie uh, that he's interested in making here. So, I'm sure he's got uh, his his uh, calendar full with all kinds of interesting people. But, yeah, he... he, he would be an interesting guy to talk to just because of the people that he met, you know, in the 70s and 80s. And, and I think it was a much tougher industry 
you know, with tougher individuals nowadays. You know, unfortunately, when we had Escobar, that was one entity. Now we had, after he went, we had five different entities controlling the drug trade. Now that we've busted up a lot of the guys that control those five, now they're breaking up into 10 to 15 different organizations. So, you know, sometimes you, you wonder if it's actually working or are we creating a pattern. A, a legalize it, exactly. Just right. legalize it, tax it. It would be cheaper for us to pay the taxes than have to see this garbage in the news all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, these... And you know one thing. One thing's for certain is, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I, for God's sakes, I just turned 44, uh, and you know, sh- thank you, thank you. I'm, I'm feeling the age every minute. Uh, you know, but one thing I've noticed uh, throughout uh, my time uh, on online uh, and in, in the world is the fact that, uh, you know, the. Um, there's always a new. There's always someone to step up. You know, uh, the, you had the Medellin cartel. Uh, you know, you had uh, you, you had cartel after cartel. So you know, like you said, like you said, the the uh, you know the cartels. They you know they're 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 not going anywhere. And you catch this guy, you're gonna you know one one mole pops up, two more pop. You know, you catch one mole, two more pop up. So it's gonna be that way. The the markets are too. Um, too too valuable to lose and and from what i understand uh is that they're actually moving into uh true pharmaceuticals so that's that's sort of a a nightmare scenario waiting to happen so keep an eye on that well especially especially as pharmaceutical drugs in the last 10 years have become extremely popular in the white collar world here in the united states and in europe and in asia i mean it's you know, it's, it's becoming like a, I don't want to say a cleaner approach to using drugs, but it's a lot, it, the old school 80 ways of cocaine, you know, heroin's still a big deal, but, you know, they, they're not as sloppy anymore. People are a, lot, a little bit more reserved on how they do their drugs, I guess, in today's marketplace. So pharmaceuticals make it cleaner. They can hide it more. People who you know, are doing drugs on a daily basis, they can sit there and do what they need to do and they don't have to look sloppy or you don't have to worry about somebody talking shit about you or how you carry yourself. So it becomes a little uh, little more like uh, secretive uh, and it's there's a lot of money in the, the pharmaceutical world. I mean, I can't even imagine with, you know, well, absolutely, but I can't even, I you mean, know, bike it in all these things. I mean, they, they've got, it's gotten out of control in our market. Well, the reason they're <laughs> on the, the street is up. because these doctors, they're prescribing triple of what a patient needs. My 60-something-year-old yeah, mother who had a kink in her back gets 90 Vicodins. And she says yeah. to me, what am I going to do with these? And I think, oh, those buddies I have from college, they're all hooked on Rx. These, this is where they're getting it. Are these over-prescribed yeah. individuals because there's a kickback at the physician level. It's really yeah. one of my passion projects. I absolutely, yeah, yeah I don't know. And, I mean, well, and, and what you're saying, the easier markets for that, the places for those markets is where it's easy to attain those things are the bigger cities. You know, take your five mm-hmm. biggest cities, and you could easily go into a doctor's office or doctor's shop and get yourself a 30, you know, uh, a prescription of 
of Vicodin a month minimum if well, you say you have a bad day. And the shitty thing is, is what's happening is somebody who gets that prescription that doesn't want them, they're trading them for other drugs and then putting you them on the street. It. So Absolutely. it's really, living in Colorado with the medicinal marijuana, and I'm sure you guys have seen too, um, you know, the, the success stories of cannabinoids and seizures and all this. And then you think of all this BSRX that's going around in the fight against cannabis oil. It's like... CBD yeah. doesn't even yeah. get you euphoric people, you know, so yeah, it, yeah medication. It, 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 I used to work in medical benefits. It's a joke. It's, I can't, you know, I, I just saw a, a, a CBS news report, I believe, uh, with the, there seems to be uh, an epidemic of uh, pain pill abuse in uh, West Virginia. I mean, where they're like driving up, like, like they have drive in pharmacies and, uh, it, it, it's out of control there, so uh, we, we've got to we've got to get Florida to figure Florida, out how to stop that, that shit. shit. Florida was yeah, yeah. Florida was the ultimate state for for that kind of <clears> stuff, <throat> you know. And, and just about what five stop. ten years ago, you could people were just driving to Florida to get scripts and then getting scripts of oxy's and then popping back into the bigger cities and selling them off there, and they go back to Florida and do it again. Um, yeah, but so you know, again, again, it's just, and here's it. where, here's the biggest problem where it's going to be a bigger problem for the younger crowd moving in here. You know, the the kids that are in their teens and early twenties in today's marketplace, their parents have, I think, over prescribed or over medicated a lot of these kids for this ADD epidemic that we have here. Seems like right. maybe. Two or three out of ten kids in junior high to high school and even in college because they love to get the shit for college because it helps them do their homework, right? So all of a sudden, everybody's got ADD in college, you know what I mean? And here's the problem. You do it for four years because you think, okay, it's going to get me through. Maybe you get your degree. Awesome. Get your first job. Great. And now you're in your first job, but you have an addiction that is pretty nasty and, and you can't actually get out of bed without taking one of those and moving on through your day and and it become you become a little more radical in your ability to think outside the lines or handle situations that are out of yeah. your control you get a little too crazy yeah. so un- unfortunately yeah. we got big issues i think adam big issue may, may yeah. be the biggest issue over vicodin believe it or not and both of them are too nasty i know they just upped vicodin anyways too to like a class yeah. two yeah. or a class we're, one we're, uh, you know, we're we're getting off. We'll we'll get off into politics in that point. And you know, I don't like talking about politics, but let's keep let's keep the hammer going. And, and remember, folks, if you have uh, any sort of uh, you know addiction to uh, prescribed drugs or any type of addiction to where you feel that your uh, things are getting out of control, get get in touch with someone who loves you. Uh, for for fuck's sake, get in touch with me, and I'll I'll see what I can do to uh, get you in touch with the right people to help you in that problem. Life is uh, too valuable and too bright, has too many bright colors to uh, be addicted to shit like that. So just remember that, you know, I lost a brother uh, and I'm sure there's a lot of our listeners out there that's lost uh, family members to uh, uh, addiction. So uh, do your best to get somebody some help in that regard. Uh, So let's uh, let's cheer things up a little bit. Elon Musk, you know, the guy who runs Tesla, you know, Tesla really really cool electric cars. Those are like fucking so cool. Uh, I just don't understand why, yeah, they're not more prevalent. I know they're really, really expensive, but Tesla's principles have been around for a while. Why are we doing things the same way and not the Tesla way, guys? (laughs) That's because of politics. We don't want to get into politics. 
Yeah, oil. You've got oil, 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 yeah. big oil, yeah, big oil. oil That's oil employs a lot of people around the world. There's a lot of money still sitting in oil, uh, and I and, don't and they're losing. Yeah, and they're losing. And they're losing. Well, yeah, absolutely. They're losing and their they're ass losing. off. Yeah, and, and but we won't give it up for quite a while. I think it's going to be years ah. before we see that happen. I love seeing oil drop. You know, the, it seems to it seems to be as, as long as I've been alive. When, when the price of oil goes well, goes near twenty dollars a barrel, my life gets pretty damn good. So I uh, I love to see it fall, and I hope to see it continue to see it fall, thanks uh, to uh, increased domestic production and and the uh, disreliance on foreign imports. Uh, so yeah, uh, you know your your boy Elon Musk, he he's got it going on. He says that. Uh, Ultimately, you will be able to summon your car anywhere, and I'm quoting this guy: uh, "Your your car can get it get to you." And he thinks within two years you will be able to summon your car from across the country, meaning that your car will come to you and then, of course, take you anywhere you want, uh, uh, damn near autonomously. Uh, that's sort of interesting to see uh, because you know, and, and a very bold statement to make because you know, hey, this guy's not full of shit. You know, he's uh, making rockets and he's got a car company that's uh, produces some pretty cool cars. Uh, but I don't know uh, what. Yeah, personally, I really wouldn't feel cool having uh, my car drive me on the interstate. You know, it, it feels too much like a metro ride to me. So. Uh, what, what do you guys think, man? Does that freak you out at all that, you know, you're not going to be in charge of your car now? I mean, what, well, there, man. I can tell you one good thing out of this, okay? Drinking and driving is going to be way low. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that uh, will be. Hey, you know what? The bar business is going to pick back up again. Uh, oh, my God. I never thought of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's great for the drinking industry. Um, you know, it, it'll I be ne- I never thought of that. that. You know, it'll have its issues, you know. I, I can't wait to see the insurance situation on how they uh, insure these cars because, uh, you know, we're going to have multiple accidents and everyone's going to want to blame the system. So we're going to have yeah. some growing well, pains in that yeah. situation. It's you know, the transition. Think, it's the system. Yeah. Like making this the mentality and being able to summon your cars. And So what, there's auto drivers and then there's still regular drivers that are going to, like, there's no way that you can predict what someone else is going to do. I don't know. Right. I don't trust that. Um, I, I like it. I, I think it's a, it's a great idea. It's, it, it's where we're headed, whether we like it or not. Um, but, uh, you know, again, it, again, the other, what I, the other interesting part of it is how traffic will react to it. You know, you're going to have, yeah, uh, you're, yeah, you're going to, you're going to have people who are physically driving and then there's going to be people on autopilot. So you're right. really going to have issues. You're going to have issues on the road, especially for the people who are physically driving, because you know they're they're in they're in heat. They want to get to A to B quicker, 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 and the computer itself will drive conservatively. Obviously, it's not going to be speeding around, especially out of the gate. Um, so you're not going to be you know. Here's the you're nightmare. Here's the nightmare scenario that I see with these autonomous cars, uh, and I'm, uh, you know, it, it's from who I am. Uh, and my nightmare scenario is this: uh, that you know, say for instance, that you are uh, wrongly accused of a crime, and you are traveling in your autonomous car, you know, uh, on a trip with your family, perhaps, uh, or perhaps you've created a, you know, committed a real crime, and you're you're, you're traveling in your car, and then. 
on, uh, you know, uh, big government uh, finds out where you are uh, in real time, locks the door, slows your car down, and summons the authorities, and uh, you're quickly uh, carted away. Now, what? And that that that's reality now, really, uh, with a smartphone that you're carrying around in your pocket. But uh, the the it would seem that the the creepy level from from my perspective would be you know them taking control of your car you know or even driving you to the lo- the the local uh, detention yeah, but, facility. So you know but they can do that now though they can do that now every mm. car has a, any car over what night was it two thousand three or ninety three ninety three or two thousand three has a CPU in it now you can get a hold of well, everyone's car now. They do. But, no, I mean, I mean the, the, just the fact that your car would, you know, it has the capability here very, not long in the future to detain you and transport you uh, against your will seems to be a nightmare scenario that I've envisioned. Uh, and, and hence the reason I brought this uh, topic up. I mean, it, it certainly is possible. I mean, look how we're able to locate people with their smartphones and devices in their pockets. So tell me that, tell me that, uh, that, that same. Um, uh, surveillance capacity, uh, autonomous takeover sort of technology wouldn't exist <laughs> in these type of vehicles. I mean, it, it well, certainly is possible. I just, I would, I would just recommend not robbing any banks with your smart car. Oh, <laughs> 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 All right, stick to the cars That's from the seventies. You know, stick to like a nineteen seventy nine Camaro, brother. I mean, you'll do, you'll get away fast. I don't know. <laughs> you know and it, and it's been sort of, it's it's been sort of a you, you know a lot of i don't know all of these new technology predictions seem to come up around this time of the year especially with ces on the horizon ces uh you know i'm not i think everybody talks about ces and uh here i am talking about it but uh it's the consumer electronics show uh and i think it happens down near uh your neck of the woods uh ice uh, every January, and then there's you know several uh, follow-up shows to the CES. Is that Vegas, Vegas, Ve- Vegas, yeah, yeah, Vegas, and uh, you know it's uh, it's like a big you know the world's largest uh, showcase for the what's cool, what could be cool, uh, and there's a lot of uh, th- you know I've seen a lot of startups come and go uh, from a CES uh, booth, but. One one start you know one one of the major themes uh, coming up uh, this year at least um, at CES was uh, VR, virtual reality, and uh, AR, uh, augmented reality, and both of course uh, have uh, you know a, a extreme potential to change uh, a, a lot uh about people and the way they interact uh, in the future. And if if seriously if you're sitting if you're sitting by uh, and not not really giving a nod to this technology, you you really are um, you really are not paying attention to what's coming up because uh, you know a, a friend of mine who is a, a reporter uh, actually went and spent some time uh, at CES and he he took his kid with him and uh, he said his kid his kid didn't want to come out of it uh, his kid was you know he his kid played in it for about an hour. Uh, and uh, when you know it's like hey uh, it's time to go the kid really is like I want to go back in and the kid kept saying that so uh, VR AR augmented reality virtual reality it's been around forever but the technology keeps getting better as um, you know computing power increases uh, can I ask you a question on this 
What sure. is the difference? What's the difference between virtual reality and augmented reality? Do we know? That's just yeah, off the cuff. I have. That's a great question, man. So the the two are virtually different. Uh, virtual reality is where you are encased inside of a uh, where the headset actually encases your field of vision, one hundred percent, and you and every. You, it's basically like having two movie theaters strapped to each eyeball. So you can't see through the goggles. Everything is dark when you put the uh, goggles on. So that would be VR. And then, of course, it lights up, and then you're transported magically to Neverland. And then you have uh, augmented reality, which is what I you know, truly like. Um, and with augmented reality, you are able to still interact with uh, the world around you, see it, you know, like you're... You, you're able to see things clearly, uh, but you're able to bring up images and um, uh, virtual images and have them interact with your real world. And that, and so, augmented reality—the computing power for it—is uh, is certainly becoming. Uh, it, it, it's it's an amazing platform. Uh, if, and if all you have to do is just Google Hololens, uh, and actually they'll be in Chicago. <laughs> uh, on the 16th if you are a developer and uh, I'll certainly be going uh, the it, so you have two different two different virtuals yeah and it's it's uh, it's it, I don't know man uh, I, I dig it but I think that you know with everybody with their head in their phone now you know you have your you know everybody's got a phone in their hand and that they're looking down I think uh, this, the, you know, this this will sort of, sort of, if not be uh, a game changing uh, sort of technology. Now that we're able to harness it properly, rather than the '90s and all of that stuff. So it, it'll it it's uh, it, it is interesting, uh, and you know, just uh, go to uh, if you uh, who doesn't have Netflix. If you go to Netflix and check out a. Uh, there's a show called Black Mirror. Uh, I, now I don't want to sound like I'm one of the. Uh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. So check check out some of. The, right, right. So check out check out some of that stuff, and then you know you may get an idea of some of the social distortions that may be associated with uh, this sort of technology. It is cool. It is useful, and hopefully that will it it will replace keyboards and terminals and, and offices and whatnot. But. Uh, and it's great, uh, especially if you can't make it to the office at one degree below zero. So, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's, there's, there's great implications. implications. You know, they say, I mean, you, I've seen a few out there. Yeah, I think the biggest one, a lot of museums and historical sites are implementing some augmented reality tablet applications where when you go to a museum, um, you receive a tablet and you can kind of learn a little bit more um hold it up and see maybe a scenario from a hundred years before and that's at a very simple level but they are that does fall into the augmented reality because it does pace you with whatever kind of tour or hike you're on um, so kind of at a very like entertainment value level I'm all about AR I think it's a great spot now when you get into the virtual reality stuff think how kids are with phones and video games now put a helmet on like they'll never talk to their parents again <laughs> well, let me get this straight. Augmented reality. So let's say, for instance, I gotta, I'm got i just trying to visualize, because I don't really know anything about the augmented reality stuff. I did the virtual reality thing in the early 90s. That was hilarious when you sat in these like, video game things and you kind of 
walk around and you're trying to hunt people down. I thought that was pretty neat. But the augmented yeah. reality, let's say, for instance, I'm at a museum, okay, and I'm at, like, uh, like we're checking out dinosaurs, right? So can they basically put dino- dinosaurs will, like, kind of, like, appear in the room and be walking around and I'll be sitting there going, holy shit, there's a T-Rex coming or something like that. Is that kind of how I mean, that's how augmented reality I mean, I don't know what your interpretation is, Gummo, but, um, you know, that would kind of be a different kind of performance thing for me, like having projections and things of that nature. More about the augmented reality is when you're in it individually, in my mind it is at least, um, the Gaudi house is a big one. In Barcelona, uh, they offer... Uh, guided tours with this augmented reality. Um, I don't right, even know right, if it's right. a pair of glasses or if it's a tablet, but it's, it takes your you know three-dimensional experience and makes it a four-dimensional experience with this layer of augmented reality that kind of guides you through. Um, if you can see my screen, you'll see what I've... If you can t- see my screen, you'll see what uh, a company named Magic Leap is uh, coming up with. And uh, it's it's quite amazing. And with Magic Leap's technology, they're using focus projection technology. And so, it's uh, it, I, I agree. I, I agree, Jay. It's it's some it's some really promising technology that uh, that humanity is on the on the cusp of discovering. And it really is a game changer. Uh, it, and I cannot stress that enough. I mean, you know, people are looking at. At 2D screens now, and you know that's, <laughs> you know, it's if you if you, you believe that, that yeah. everything yeah. belongs behind a web browser at this point, no man, you're kind of you're kind of looking in the wrong direction. I mean, it's great to be a web developer and a web designer, but uh, bigger things are right around the corner in this regard, you know. And it's going to create right. Exactly, and it's a really interactive. So some of the CS gadgets and pieces, I mean, I don't want to take it there, but have you guys heard about the after hours? There was a whole sex tech. Okay. With no, CES, uh, oh. the gadgets that went along with that. I mean, A, you're in Vegas, but really it's, it's hooking monitors up to your applications and really, you know, your their, your sex life now has this whole technology that can be attached to it, and you can measure performance and all sorts of fun things. Oh, um, I like I, I like where we're going with this. <laughs> but yeah, I mean CES 2016, there was a whole sex tech um, kind of piece that they did. So uh, definitely looking into, and I will say, uh, a lot of guys want robots. So there's some augmented reality for you. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I mean, I, I, think, I think my mind was going out. right there. <laughs> no, you, you, you know, my mind. The first thing I thought about was this augmented reality and this virtual reality. I'm thinking, okay, virtual reality. <laughs> oh, I'm in. I'm in. I'm, hey, listen. I'm in Jenna Jameson's house. Okay, virtual reality. Augmented <laughs> oh, reality. Jenna Jameson's in my house. Okay, that's kind of how I. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, again, hey, the no. porn in, the porn industry will make a lot of money on this next technology. They're going to they make, they're gonna make a huge killer. They yeah. do. They do. The porn <laughs> industry as a whole is a great, great investment. Unfortunately, I mean, everybody, man, women, everybody's into it. Yeah, and you know, sadly, it's still one of the most uh, searched into and interactive uh, topics on on the uh, internet. With, with so much more to discover, but yeah, porn. Uh, right. Porn Those are my yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> education. I mean, the well, the opportunities for education, you know, with the kids who code and all these phenomenal right. things that you know the the internet and technology. We all kind of veer to um, a superficial kind of shallow. I don't know. You know, wish list. Yeah, you know, yeah that's yeah. what it, makes it, the world go round. <laughs> It is, and 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 you know, it, listen, you know, it, trend, times come and go, and trends, uh, trend, trends rise and fall. So just remember, uh, remember, nothing's nothing, nothing will ever replace a uh, a genuine hug or a genuine kiss, and uh, that's what it's all about. So, uh, I thought you were gonna. Uh, I thought you were gonna say nothing was gonna replace the VHS tape. <laughs> so let, let let's talk about Microsoft for a minute. Uh, we got We got to get a little geeky here. And uh, Microsoft basically, um, Microsoft basically has uh, begun this whole process of um, uh, saying goodbye to some of their old web browsers and uh, some. Yeah, so it's uh, it, it, it's time uh, that uh, they've thrown away some of their old web browsers, and uh, you know it's it, it, it it's it's really not sad to see, but it's kind of sad to see because I can remember actually arguing with people as a young web designer about uh, you know hey you really should update from IE6, and so now uh, Internet Explorer eight, nine, and ten are going away. The company plans to um, provide final warnings to uh, people uh, running those older browsers and encourage them to update to uh, the latest Microsoft Edge browser, uh, which is uh, which is recommended, I use of course, it. if you're running. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, you know, yeah. Gummo, you and I know. I mean, WordPress, some of these Squarespace, IE8 hates those easy website builders, and that's what the majority of folks are using today. And here we are with IE8, 9, 10, and you can't register an image. So I'm yeah. really excited yeah. to see this go. I know it's going to be a hard transition, especially for some enterprise companies who their standard is IE8. So... To migrate, you know, five to ten thousand employees to a different browser is going to be a headache. But um, oh, yeah. it's fantastic. I've actually been using Edge. I got an HP Windows 10 with Edge, which, believe me, I really wanted a Mac, but I went with this machine, and um, I'm enjoying it. Edge is decent. It's a decent browser. I still stick with Chrome, but uh, get off of IE8, people. Yeah. I, I, I actually, I actually do, I actually do work for a, a pretty decent sized bank, and they use Internet Explorer. I'm like, my goodness, I didn't even realize people were still using this shit. Um, so that's a perfect example. You got a, a, a pretty darn big international bank that's still using this system, and and they're going to have some growing pains. They're going to have to sort this out. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, there's a lot of legacy software, and. Uh, I, uh, I was in a few situations a few years ago where they depend on uh, IE. So best of luck if you're running this, those old browsers and they depend on old software uh, because, you know, you know it's only a matter of time before uh, some uh, bored kid in Russia somewhere is going to figure uh, a nice new clever trick out and uh, trick out your whole network with an exploit. So uh, what, what can you do? Can you can you mitigate this shit? Uh, I know we have a couple network admins uh, lurking in here. Can, can you disable Internet Explorer, or, or, is, or is it just something that has to be a part of Windows? Anybody know out there? Well, 
Alright, hey. Well, sorry I'm late to the gathering here, but uh, you know what I've had to do in the past? Um, you can't actually disable the IE rendering um, engine. That's part of Windows. Um, but what you can do is in Internet Explorer, under your Internet Options, you can basically make a content setting and basically say that no content is valid. And that basically uh, prevents Internet Explorer from getting to anything off of your machine. Ah, interesting, interesting. And so should, so should that, so is that, is that a process that someone should uh, learn or perhaps maybe, um, you know, maybe w is there a program out there that does that for you automatically? I haven't encountered something that does it automatically, but that would be a really good idea. Actually, I'm probably I'm sure you could make a PowerShell script nowadays that would do it. Um, but I can actually I I haven't had to do it in a while, so I can't remember the exact steps off the top of my head. But I do remember you were going into the content settings, and uh, I believe I created a file that defined you know what kind of content was valid. And basically right. made it say that no content is valid. Um, sort of like a group policy sort of thing. Sort of, yeah. And uh, it would prevent Internet Explorer from being able to access anything off of your machine. So it prevented oh. it from, even if it's set as the default browser, even if somebody you know directly calls the EXE that you really can't get out of your system. The problem is gotcha. that it integrated Explorer and Internet Explorer. So you really can't. Oh pull it out of your system. Uh -huh. But you can block it from getting to anything. Oh, hell. <laughs> yeah, Jay, uh, bro bro brother has made it to the uh, I Invited Brother. So, uh, brother. I love it. What's Jay up, brother? Sam dropping the knowledge. Going on. Yeah, you know, finally made it here. Yeah, I've had to, I've had to lock down some systems, you know. Every now and again, I run into, uh, I had a, one company, it became an issue because we uh, we were somewhat biased against Internet Explorer because, you know, people would use it to try to get the sites and it would screw things up. You know, what happened, people for a while would make these applications and they would design them uh, based upon some version of Internet Explorer. And, of course, the next version of Internet Explorer screwed up everything because you know, one browser in the world that doesn't follow the you know, World Wide Web Consortium standards. So. Yeah, yeah, it's... It, it, it seems to be a big, it just seems to be, you know, like all of this legacy stuff that Microsoft continues to uh, shed, so to speak. I think, I think if you, if you don't, if you're not herded into their new um, wall garden, you're, you're in a lot of trouble. So I don't know. I, I'm, I'm definitely, uh, you know, on the fence with uh, this whole new Microsoft uh, idea of way of thinking. So, but uh, good luck if you're running old versions of Microsoft IE and, uh, Thanks, brother, for that little bit of technical drop down. I, I, um, it's good to have you uh, on the show. Uh, we, we, hey, no problem. I'll, you know, I'll send so the details. If, I'll look up the details. Yeah. I haven't done it in a while. Send them to you. Yeah. If you, if you want, if you want to create a paste. Yeah, create a paste bin, man, and uh, tweet it to me, and then I'll. Uh, oh yeah, sure, no problem. And uh, and uh, that'd be that'd be awesome, man. I appreciate it. And uh, so we've got. Uh, We've got some more funny, funny uh, things happening out there, um, y you know. And not only do we have a uh, Guzman, uh, you know, getting <laughs> captured, and half the half the supply of Chicago uh, being affected overnight. Uh, there's other thing. There's other interesting things going on, uh, and 
Uh, before, I, before I kick this off, and I know we only have a few minutes left, uh, Ice, we were talking uh, during the week, and, and you said you did a little research on uh, JavaScript. Uh, what was go? What did you discover on that, brother? Um, I had my notes up for that, but I uh, got rid of them. But I know that uh, Netscape was behind that. Uh, there was an employee that was working for Netscape in the uh, early 90s. And uh, he developed he developed the program in ten days uh, under their umbrella, um, and then I know that there was another company involved too named Java or Sun Systems or something like that. And I, I I know that they were at the time were hot and JavaScript itself. You they used right. to be called they had a different uh, symbol. It wasn't actually ever it wasn't always called JavaScript. Um, I forget what the heck they. Uh, they called it. You kind of caught me off guard on that one, but uh, yeah, that, that's cool, man. Was, but you did a little research and you found out that basically JavaScript was created by Netscape, and so you know, I believe we spoke about uh, JavaScript exploits last week, and they uh, they they remain in the the, the forefront of the uh, security problem headache department, uh, malware research. Uh, I, oh shit, are we screwed? Sort of department. Uh, so something to a little interesting tidbit that we talked about that I remember that we were chatting about, and uh, that's uh, that's kind of it. You know, we always seem to never have enough time on this show, and I just wanted to uh, I just wanted to give a few updates. Uh, we we have some um, we have some viewer feed or viewer feedback or listener feedback, uh, and we're going to share that with everybody next week. And also, we have some uh, new feedback as well. We are now on Roku, so listen. Nothing is preventing you from going down to the um, local um, electronic store, picking up a Roku for thirty five bucks, bring it back home, put the hackers app on it, and you know check us out each week. Uh, we're on every Sunday night at eight o'clock. Uh, I'm on tw- we I we us. We're on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash gummo uh, xxx. And I wanted to take a special uh, few seconds and send a special uh, heartfelt hug and shout out to uh, Apple and Stone, uh, two wonderful musicians in Slovakia. Uh, you guys, you guys are truly kick ass. Uh, check them out at appleandstone.com. They are the people behind the sound of the show. And no, no doubt about it. They 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 can uh, make you feel good, especially if you're uh, chewing a few of those Chiba chews. Wink, wink. But you know where we're going with that. What's up, brother? All right. Hey, you know, so I came across the caption there uh, uh, in regards to JavaScript. Sorry, to, I wanted to kind of officially announce this the right way. But so JavaScript okay. was originally de- developed by Brandon Each. I believe you is how you pronounce his last name uh, of Netscape uh-huh. under the name Mocha. So the original name for for JavaScript was Mocha, and then it, they later renamed it LiveScript, and then finally named it JavaScript uh, later down the road in in '95. Um, and uh, it, in September '95, it was renamed JavaScript in a joint announcement with Sun Microsystems. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, so, and at that time, Sun Microsystems was a hell of a company. Um, they but then they, uh, yeah, and then they tanked, um, a few years after that. And I would just assume that that's, uh, uh they actually had some really poor investments and they kind of fell asleep at the wheel. Um, uh, if I remember uh, correctly, but yeah, uh, so that was the scenario there. Right. Sun Microsystems, yeah, and I, I, I believe, uh, um, 
Sun Microsystems had a, a, a system, Java programming language or whatever, and I think because they were hot at the time, they tried to kind of unite and they used that JavaScript to kind of sell off the language, I don't know, or to give it some notoriety. I don't know what the scenario was there or why they kind of teamed up a little bit there in the middle, but um, but yeah, that was the scenario there. Um, right. No, I right. recall part of that now, actually, now that you mention it. There was an issue with that because at first they were going to call JavaScript something else, but they, I think they wanted to try to ride on the popularity of the Java language, even though the two had really nothing to do with it. They have nothing to do with each other, right, absolutely. So it's yeah. kind of strange how that all worked itself out there. But, um, I, but yeah, I, 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 have nothing. I have nothing for either. I think you just get down with a little Python and call it a day. Uh, listen, everybody, I, I, I love you all. Thank you so much for show, uh, joining me on the show. Uh, the, the thing's getting bigger. I'm not going nowhere. The show's not going nowhere. I think we're getting a couple more cities added to us. Uh, thanks to Radio24.ch, if you even know where the fuck that is. Uh, we're also uh, on iTunes. Check us out, iTunes. Just keep, just look for hackers. We're the only result. I'm not fucking kidding. Check it out. Go to iTunes and search for hackers. Uh, also go to, yeah, I know. It's a hack, man. Go to uh, Roku, search for hackers. There we are, right there. Look for I have one little log. Dude, we're, we're in the channel store. Give us a good rating. Uh, and listen, we are uh, we're coming to more platforms. Trust me, you're going to like what we're coming to. Uh, and we're coming to you from Chicago. And uh, everybody uh, phoning in tonight, I really appreciate you joining in. Uh, anybody have any last words before we kick this thing out? Thanks for having say us. Good night. Yeah, you can say good night. Hey, shout out to mom. Get off IE8, people. <laughs> <laughs> if you run Firefox as your browser, there's a plugin called NoScript, and NoScript blocks all the JavaScript stuff. I advise people for like, if, you know, in particular if you're doing porn, uh, run NoScript. <laughs> otherwise, your machine's going to be compromised. And, and that's that seems- <laughs> That's the final word, folks. Uh, Join us next week for show number 22, coming live to you from Chicago. My name is Gummo, uh, and we have a a whole whole, uh, chat room full of people tonight. So uh, thank you to uh, Brother J, Ice, and Mr. B. We really appreciate you guys being in here. Uh, We will see you next week on show number 22, because we're on show 22. We'll see you on Deuce Deuce. Peace out. They never came back, we showed and proved that they was whack Should've been on a farm, raising cattle I knew it my mind, they didn't really wanna